Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of The Stagey Place, the podcast where I, Elliot, get to chat with those who work behind the scenes in theatre. And on this week's episode, I am chatting with the director of The Play With Speeches, which is currently being performed at the Broccoli Jack Theatre in London, Catherine Riley. I got to chat with Catherine a couple of weeks ago as she was in the early stages of rehearsals and in this episode we do get to chat a little bit about how she actually conducts rehearsals especially when this play has a cast of 15 in its company but it sounds incredibly exciting and definitely something that would interest people who like a little bit of meta theatre where we're watching a show within a show within a show and I want to get straight on into this interview today so here is the episode with Catherine Riley. Hello, Catherine, and welcome to the Stage of Place. How are you doing today? Very well, thank you. Very good. Catherine, today we are talking about the play with speeches, which was written by a previous Stage of Place alumni, James Wolfe, and to which you are directing at the Broccoli Jack Theatre from the 11th until the 22nd of October. At the point of recording, you are currently in rehearsals. You are currently in rehearsals for this production. How is it all going so far? Oh, it's going brilliantly. It's just such a joy to be in the room, you know, after these last couple of years and of Zoom rehearsals, which just isn't ideal for getting connected. So, yeah, we're in our second day of rehearsals in the space, exploring, playing, you know, it's early stages still, but it's all coming along really beautifully. Yeah. And how did you first get involved in the production? What was it about it that made you want to step forwards and become the director of this show? Well, I think it's such an unusual and playful concept. You know, it's a comedy. It's lots of fun. The last play I directed was two actors, the one before that, one actor. This is 15. It's got interesting writing of breaking the fourth wall, including the audience. So it feels very fresh. Yeah. And like you just said, there's 15 actors in this production, which is like major, major stuff. And so I've never been to the Broccoli Jack Theatre, but, you know, is there room for everyone to fit on stage? Like, you know, what's the backstage like? You know, I know with a lot of fringe theatres, they they can kind of be quite small and quite condensed. Is there enough room for everyone at the Broccoli Jack? Well, yes, firstly, the Broccoli Jack is a fantastic venue. They're very supportive of the companies that are here, but they have an amazing rehearsal space dressing room upstairs that has the size of the theatre stage map down. So there is space for the actors. They don't have to be all squashed into a shoebox backstage. (laughs) We'll just be the curtain call that's difficult because not all the actors are on stage at once. Yeah, we're making it work. It's logistics, but yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's very exciting. Well, Catherine, I'm really excited to talk about the play with speeches later on and what audiences can expect. But first of all, what I want to know is more about you Catherine and how you got into theatre so take me back to a younger Catherine when they first realised that they enjoyed theatre and was directing the thing that you wanted to go into way back when? No as a very young child I just loved storytelling I was always making up stories and acting out for anybody you know the neighbour the grandparents anybody who'd watch me my little imaginative world and then my mum took me to so take me to Shakespeare when I was six and I just fell in love with the scope of the drama wow like grown-ups can do this yeah immediately went I want to be an actor so then I did I did pursue acting and I went to drama school trained as an actor but with directing it came a bit later that I liked the idea of directing yeah. but I didn't think it would be right for me because I had this idea of directors as needing to have these big sweeping concepts like I'm going to take Hamlet and set it on a boat in the Mediterranean or (laughs) have to do something weird and quirky and I work very organically so I like starting with the truthfulness and with the storytelling when I was offered my first opportunity 
I found that I just I love working with actors and especially as with this play with really good actors who respond they make choices you offer them choices and sort of build from there so I do I absolutely direct it but it took me a while to, to realize that I might be suited to it yeah and tell me a little bit about how does it feel like when you're sitting watching a production with an audience knowing that the show is finally on you're listening to the way that the audience is reacting what's the feeling like when you have an audience into the room watching a play oh I absolutely love it I mean it's nerve-wracking in some ways because you want the audience to love it as much as you do yeah and uh, so those sort of nerves but then as you sort of see the I mean I'm watching the play like I'm soaking up the audience response and then the relief of like oh they love it too yeah we're <laughs> uh, going on the roller coaster with the actors especially when the like the first night but really this sort of comedy moment of just being so proud of them you know, I'm so protective of my actors I'm so supportive they've done all this hard work and they're the ones doing the work over the moon that it's it's going well for them and that the audience is, is loving them. yeah and obviously we are now today talking about the play with speeches which is on at the Brooklyn Jack from the 11th until the 22nd of October. Catherine, tell me a little bit about the story then. What can audiences expect from this show? Well, at the heart of it, it's a writer and a director who decided to stage an unusual play, which is made up of auditions. So they are auditions, so different actors come in, hence all the 15 actors, but each of them is auditioning for a different role. So you get the play within the play which is yeah. all of those speeches in the play add up to be a story. Maybe the writer and director are going to put on, if that makes sense. So it's, yeah. it's extra levels of, of meta with it. But during the course of it, the writer and director start really oversharing about mm. their relationship history, which was a bit of a car crash relationship, fighting for sort of ownership of their their history of what all went wrong and why it went wrong. I think everybody likes a little taste of behind the scenes. So there's a lot of head nods to what it really is like in an audition room and the different kinds of actors and the way they approach things. And maybe they go, they're over enthusiastic or they're overly nervous and they go over the top of things. So you get a lot of different personalities and energies, a lot of range basically. Yeah, and especially with 15 actors in this piece, there must be a, a ton of range. So talk to me about, you were saying that this is the second day of rehearsal so far. So how do you go about bringing these actors comfortably into the rehearsal space and working with the text? Well, initially talking about the backstory, which means why their character's here, why do they want to be here? So in this case, all of these actors, as they are actors, know what it's like to go into an audition room. Yeah. But specifically for their character, what makes them want to do this play? So we start with a chat about it and then just get on their feet and have a go and then work through. You know, this is working really well. Let's look closer at that get more specific so we're at that stage still exploring and trying different things yeah and what for you personally are you really excited for audiences to see from this production is there any sort of like dialogue or scene or anything that is like I really can't wait for them to see this oh do you know what the whole thing just cracks me up very witty it's very funny yeah so I'm needing to stop myself laughing during rehearsals to focus especially after how hard things have been yeah with the pandemic and now Life is very stressful for most people. And I think this is just a really good medicine yeah. to have a laugh. Yeah, well, that's absolutely fantastic. And let's talk now about advice that you may have for younger people in the industry who maybe want to come into directing. So Catherine, if you were to, let's say, talk to a younger Catherine as she's starting out in directing, what advice would you give that young person that wants to come into directing in this industry? I think firstly it would be watch a lot of theatre, 
all different kinds of theatre. I know it's expensive, but you, you know, but it's fringe theatre. See if you can wear go free tickets or you know, the yeah. ways in to just see what kind of stories you might want to tell. Yeah. What sort of suits you and and why you want to tell those stories. Read lots of plays. Specifically for theatre directing, your imagination is really the plays and how it comes to life and how you see sharing that story. But also, I think there's, like with acting, like with most aspects of the theatre world, it's not that there's a template for it. No. So it's not you have to do this, you should do that. There's some common sense stuff of be respectful, talk to people, ask questions, get in the room, you know, maybe ask if you could observe some rehearsals to get a feel for, for how it works. Learn as much about how theatre works as possible because obviously, as well as the actors, there's all the different elements and practicalities. So as much knowledge as you can get, how things get put together. But I want to return to understanding actors. So I come from an acting background myself, but I think a lot of directors who don't can be quite scared of actors. Yeah. I think I don't. I don't have your vocabulary. I don't know how to, how to speak to you. So I think trying to read some acting books really know how to communicate because you might have this vision, but actors have a whole set of vocabulary of how they work on a role yeah. and how you get through to them what your vision is. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess also, like, being a director as well, you're not only talking to the actors, but, like, in tech weeks, for example, or in, like, get-ins and get-outs and stuff, you'll be working with the designers or the stage managers of the show, and you want to be able to communicate with them also. So I guess for you, yeah, it's learning how to communicate with the whole team and in that advice being like, yeah, understand what everybody's role in the theatre is like. Absolutely. Communicating, how to communicate with all the different aspects of the production, which is why I would say perhaps a similarity to the film world of starting as a runner, just getting in the room and seeing all the different elements involved. And obviously, you know, there are courses or there's a train as a director, but I wouldn't necessarily say you need that to do that. I think you know, self-taught, starting with getting involved, getting stuck in. Yeah, no, that's absolutely fantastic. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for coming on today to talk about the play with speeches and your role as the director of the production. It's playing at the Broccoli Jack from the 11th until the 22nd of October. Now, Catherine, I've got one final question for you, and it is based around the title of this podcast, and that is The Stagey Place. It's like the USP of this podcast. I like to ask my guests where their stagey place is. So this, for you, Catherine, could be your local theatre, the theatre that you went to go and see Shakespeare as a young child at the age of six. It could be the place where you first had your directing credit or the place that you trained as an actor and then became a director. Or it could literally not even be a theatre, but a place that just makes your heart feel warm when you think about the production and performing arts in general. So Catherine, reveal to us, whereabouts is your stagey place? But my stagey place is actually a bit of a cheat because <laughs> it is intimate venues yeah. <laughs> rather than a specific one. So as an actor, as a director, I like being in the thick of it. I don't want to be up in the gods. I want to be in the room, uh, connected. And yeah, so if I, you know, whether it's fringe venues or small black box theatres, the audience is in it with the actors, with the play, 
yeah did it together yeah i think that's a perfect perfect answer i also love fringe theaters any fringe theater any pub theater i think there's something about the closeness of being there with the actors and also the actors understanding that the audience are really enjoying it because you can see the facial expressions feel that gasp that universal reaction from an audience from an actor's point of view from the audience's point of view it's it's a wonderful moment that i think gets lost when you're in a massive three-tier theatre and you know there's always distractions around whereas if you're in a small intimate space you just feel a part of something really special that may not be running for a long time but your audiences are just in the moment with you every step of the way absolutely i love that yes yeah well Catherine, that brings us to the end of our episode thank you once again so much for coming on to talk about the show and to talk about you as a director thank you oh thank you very much elliot and there we go, that was my interview with Catherine Riley, the director of The Play With Speeches, currently in its final week at the old Broccoli Jack Studio Theatre. And that's it for this week's episode of The Stagey Place. I'd love to thank Catherine so much for coming on to be interviewed for this episode. And if you'd like to find out more about The Play With Speeches or Olive and Stavros, the production company that are bringing the show to the old Broccoli Jack, then please do make sure to check our episode notes wherever you are streaming this episode. And until the next time we speak, I hope you're keeping safe and staying stagey. Goodbye.